It's the KGEZ Good Morning Show. Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks joining us. Mount Everest Mountaineer. We have Peter Hillary with us. Good morning, Peter. Hi, Peter. Good good morning. Boy, so you uh, you were all about Mount Everest, and I think you kind of got that in your DNA, did you not? Well, I, I guess so. Well, my father, Ed Hillary, um, Sir Edmund Hillary, made the first ascent of Mount Everest with Tenzing Norgay back in 1953. So we kids were raised on mountaineering and adventure and going to extraordinary places with our, our, our parents. My gosh, I can only imagine the stories you have to tell. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, sharing some of those stories uh, when I'm in Kalispell um, on the evening of the 25th, uh, uh, speaking about that. But look, certainly it's about 70 years of climbing on the Great Mountain from the first ascent, my, my own experiences, and the fact that Dad, you know, was, was an amazingly um, friendly and generous guy, and he, he really committed a, a big chunk of his life to going back and, and building schools and hospitals at the request of the local people living around Mount Everest. And uh, I and my son continue that work to this day. Okay, well, that's very uh, touching and serious. The question I had in mind, I was thinking of the old Stan Freeberg, the <laughs> abominable snowman. Now, in uh, your <laughs> treks up Mount Everest, uh, your father's treks, was there in, ever any sightings or footprints or anything like that of these mysterious Yeti? Well, you know, funnily enough, back in 1960, so seven years after my father made the first ascent of Mount Everest, he organized a very big expedition to go back and do high-altitude physiological research to climb a number of mountains, Amitablam and Markaloo, um, but one of the other things was to actually uh, go and search for the Yeti. And um, they, uh, they did go searching into remote valleys. They, they found some fairly mysterious-looking footprints, but they, they also found that they, they appeared to change, you know, from where, where the footprints were out in the sun and, and the footprints went into the shade. They became smaller again. Oh, okay. So their general conclusion was was that the uh, you know that that actually it it was probably a Himalayan blue bear. You know, you imagine a a late night um, up in the, the high pastures. A shepherd goes outside his little hut, and in the murky light and the drifting mist, a a, ble a bear rears up and runs away. Um, that perhaps that was the explanation of the Yeti. But you know, he brought some Sherpa artifacts um, from Nepal um, with one of the um, village elders to accompany them uh, to Chicago for analysis. This is back in 1960. And um, they, they had a, a Yeti hand, a, a Yeti skin, and a Yeti scalp. And the experts in Chicago decided that these were all items from a, 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 a Tibetan mountain goat, a, a blue bear skin, and a human hand skeleton. So, um, But look, up there in Sherpa country, they they believe there are yetis. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it's interesting. I heard a, a similar explanation um, about Bigfoot. 
that it's in areas where there are black bears and oftentimes they will run upright, you know, behind bushes and that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. um, Peter, uh, going up, what, 15,000, what, what, what is the, uh, what is the, uh, altitude. Uh, the altitude, yeah, of Mount Everest? Mount Everest is 29,035 feet high. So you're talking so, about um, 30,000 feet up in the air. Airliners fly at that height. Look, that's right. And it's one of the extraordinary things when you fly into Kathmandu. I've quite often done the Lhasa to Kathmandu flight. So Lhasa, Tibet, through to Kathmandu. They cross over the Himalayas, and then they fly along the southern boundary of the Himalayas. And it's extraordinary to be in an airliner at 30,000 feet. You're not looking down on the world. You're looking straight out the window, and these mountains look, are looking straight back in at you. That's how big they are. Wow. So uh, do you have a spiritual experience when you get up into that area? Look, I think everyone who goes into the high mountains is deeply affected by the whole experience. And really, that's why we go, to challenge ourselves to push ourselves to our limits, you know, to experience the intense camaraderie of uh, being in a small team tackling these huge mountains. And so in that respect, absolutely, we, we, we feel profoundly affected. And I, I think it's fair to say that anyone who goes on, whether it's a Mount Everest expedition or one of the high mountains in the Himalayas, or it could be on Denali up in Alaska, people are changed by experiences because they put everything into it and you put everything into something you know it it has a an impact that lasts forever you know uh, at that altitude and climbing and exerting oneself you must have oxygen with you correct Yes, so um, most of the time you, you use oxygen basically from 26,000 feet up to the top um, at 29,000 feet. Um, look, on some of the guided expeditions now, they're starting to use oxygen much further down, but there are many climbers who have climbed Mount Everest now without oxygen. You have to do a, a lengthy acclimatization you know, it's not like you go to the mountain, um, you know, on Monday and, and the following weekend you reach the top. You actually need five to six weeks to slowly acclimatize to the extreme elevation before you're actually able to climb the mountain and, and not get mountain sickness, which is um, definitely a, can be a fatal disease if, if you get that. And it just takes time. You've got to give your body a chance to adapt. Well, and it's fascinating to me, uh, Peter, because uh, as a private pilot, uh, when we get above 10,000 feet in a non-pressurized plane, we have to be wearing an oxygen mask if you're going to pilot that plane. So 10,000 feet is pretty much the limit for most of us. Oh, look, that's right. And look, I, I um, was a pilot myself. I always remember flying at about 12,000 feet around the highest mountain in New Zealand called Mount Cook. And, uh, you know, just thinking, oh, look, I'll, I'll just do, uh, do a check on the airspeed indicator relative to altitude. And I, I just couldn't work it out. And I thought, ah, there's a sign. Um, I'm just being a little affected by the altitude. But, it's, look, it's, it's absolutely clear. You get up to um, Everest Base Camp at 17,600 feet in elevation. You're up on a 
creaking, groaning glacier, and you've got the world's highest mountain <laughs> all around you. Um, you you really feel it. You're just getting out of your tent. You're panting as you bend down and get up and pull on your boots. Um, you know, just small exertions involve um, you know really getting quite winded and out of breath. It's very colorful uh, your descriptions. Now I'm guessing. Uh, when you're at the speaker series out at Flathead Valley Community College, uh, are there pictures also that we get to see? Yes. Look, I will be um, talking about all these things, telling stories. I, I've, I've got lots of photographs to accompany that, and uh, I show lots of short sequences of videotape uh, from the different expeditions, uh, the building of the hospitals and schools, um, and reaching the summit of Mount Everest. So lots of illustrations. So you will be here Thursday night. That's uh, day after tomorrow at uh, Flathead Valley Community College. When are you flying in? I'm flying in this evening and looking forward to it. I, I've got my warm jacket out, and I'm, I'm ready for a bit of Montana weather after this Californian spin. <laughs> well, this is nothing like Everest or yeah. Nepal or anything yeah. like that. But We're in a melting phase <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, It'll, We're warming it up yeah. just a little bit for you. Peter Hillary, gosh, we just love the uh, stories that you're telling us this morning, and I'm excited to know that there's going to be a lot more of that coming up Thursday night, 730 at the Wachholz Community Center, the big speaker series there. Still time for uh, folks to uh, get tickets to uh, enjoy uh, Peter Hillary. And uh, thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you so much.